how these platforms want to go back to their roots. Instagram's pushing out pictures more now. Have you noticed that? Yes. Bro, it, that was up. it was crazy when Instagram first started. It was the root of it. Yeah. You're literally pub like publishing photography. It was like a blog with pictures. Yeah. yeah. When did they, what year do you remember when it just kind of shifted away from it and it was like all video? You know, I think that was two years ago. Really? I think two years ago it really just made that that jump because I think TikTok did it first and they didn't fully go all in at the beginning, but I'd say about a year later, that's when we started seeing Facebook and Instagram pump out more reels. Mm. And then it really just became uh, the standard or not the standard, but just what they were really, you know, choosing to put out there. Yeah. I'd say two years ago. And it's funny, like every, like you said, every company is doing the same thing where it's, they're doing a lot of short form content. And I mean, I won't lie. A lot of the short form content really pushed when it comes to like my audience, like say my YouTube, it, grew my my traction from the shorts because everything that i post on instagram TikTok, all the short form goes on youtube shorts mm -hmm. same thing so mm -hmm. it's like my shit is always active mm -hmm. there's never like oh i'm gonna take a couple of weeks off or anything like that no it's like every single every hour my shit's publishing 8 a.m 9 a.m 10 a.m 11 a.m on 12 shorts. everything every mm -hmm. hour of the day every single fucking day just like from this episode I'll probably get like 40 fucking clips. You yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. And, I, and that's, uh, I mean, I think that's the, the beauty of it is that this is long form content. We're shooting mm -hmm. a podcast. Yes. But you can get 40 reels or 40 shorts out of it and you share those shorts. And I think somewhere like, or something like YouTube, that's a beneficial platform to really do something like that mm -hmm. because it's an automatic link to your long form content yeah. as opposed to Instagram and TikTok. It's different. And it, we, we see now that TikTok is all about numbers and those numbers don't really translate to anything. Yeah. And so it's just different. They're all, we're all, th these companies are all competing essentially. And um, Dude, who do you, th I mean, obviously with the, when it comes to like the whole viewership, like, would you think TikTok is like somewhat ahead? In terms of viewership, yeah, because I think that it's just clear more people are using that app right now. Mm -hmm. And they're more glued onto their phones with the app because of the short form content and they're just constantly swiping. So I think they have it on that end. Mm -hmm. But when you really look at what platform creators want to be on, I think it's YouTube. I think it's YouTube because YouTube is the one that's it's the real it's it's where the like you'll find the core root of somebody yes. you know what I mean their yeah. core intentions like yeah. that's why I think having a podcast like I always every time I help somebody kind of get their podcast together I'm always letting them know like hey you are literally putting your true self out there and if you don't people will sniff through your bullshit mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. so you got to be mindful and don't try to play a character like how you see me is how we were off air you know what i mean Always. it has to be because if i'm like so pierre how's your day going man talk to me about like, it's like you know whoa, yeah you're, you're like, what the like fuck in person <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> exactly so i feel like youtube especially when it comes to long format content you get to really see like how we listen to each other, how we speak to one another, like how, you know, we're just being kind of bouncing ideas off one another, just like how humans are supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is a lost art yeah. that just needs to come back. Honestly. Right. Yeah. Like, and yeah. obviously you think obviously technology took away from that when it comes to people. Right. Cause I, I think the upcoming generation, they're just so glued to the phones, glued to the apps, glued to content. Mm -hmm. And, 
something that I've learned where it's like I do consume, but I'm more of a creator than consuming, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that allows me where it's like I don't really crave like the whole, man, I'm just going to be doing this all fucking day. It's like, man, it's truly a waste of time. It really, really is. So how do you think we because we were talking about a little bit this off air, but do you think it's going to get worse because things are only innovating? I think that things could get worse. I think that right now we're at a point where it might be hard to get like a real, you know, a, it would be hard for us to turn back because we're already so used to this constant stimulation. And one thing's for sure, it's like nothing's going to change unless these apps disappear, right? And I know I saw you talk about that recently. It's like, do you think TikTok will disappear? It's like, hey, there's a possibility for it. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, there's still so many platforms and not just these social media, but like you have video games and you have all of these other technological things that are keeping us distracted. So is it hard to go back? Honestly, I think we're hitting a point where it might be nearly impossible. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. man. And like for me, I feel like people like us, we use our social media as an advantage. Yeah. You know, rather than letting it use us and what you said was was great i mean you know i've heard that before it's like you want to try to consume oh my bad you want to try to create more than you consume Mm -hmm. right and so that when i first heard that i was like you know what this is this is golden because someone like me my line of work when i consume one i need to make sure that it's really helping me grow as an individual whether that be in my career or just you know personal development yeah or it's not going to benefit me at all and so when i consume it's usually those things Mm -hmm. But most of the time, I'm like, okay, I want to create. It's time to yeah. create. Like, let's get out there. Let's go. Let's do it. Bro, when did that start for you? I mean, we've been live for five minutes, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I good. mean, you kind of you already yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good but, start. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of like, hey, this, that. Like, hey, how you doing, Pierre? You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah. real authentic and raw, love you know? It, love it. But bro, like, love how it. did that start when you first picked up the camera? Like, did you just kind of have like an interest where it's like, oh, I want to just kind of like take pictures? And But when did that start when you're like, oh my God, like, I'm actually really fucking good at this mm-hmm. what did that what age did you pick up a camera i picked up a camera three years ago so i was 19 years old oh fuck you're young i'm young and oh. i didn't start i didn't have any photography classes photoshop classes yeah. any of that in high school or college Damn. and for me actually it's a funny story because growing up i knew that i kind of wanted to go into this marketing space i I really had no idea when I first started talking about it, but I remember telling my parents like, yo, I need you guys to loan me some money or let me borrow some money. I was working at the time, but yeah. I wanted a really good computer. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. Yeah. And I was, my pitch to them was, look, I want to help businesses grow. Mm-hmm. I talked to them about marketing. They didn't know so much about marketing, so I'm breaking down everything. And at first I didn't think nothing of it, but funny enough, the way everything happened, it's like, as I started to, really understand marketing on its own i realized that everything started going digital everything is now becoming content and i realized like wait a minute if i can be on both ends of not just knowing how to strategize and how to create these campaigns but be like hands-on with them Mm -hmm. how much more can that benefit me as an individual to really stand out because you know in the silicon valley everywhere around the world now almost any industry is competitive so it's all about like how do you separate yourself from others and for me i found or i had this idea of like wow what if i was just like good behind a camera Mm -hmm. and COVID hit so 
I actually held back on getting my first camera for a few months, but a few months into COVID, mm -hmm. I was losing my mind. I needed to go outside. I needed to do something. So that's when I just, I made the leap. I took the leap, got my first camera and I was just going out there shooting. As far yeah. as to answer your question, when did I realize that I can really make a living off of this? Mm -hmm. I would say it was uh, about a year and a half in when I started shooting fitness mm. and that fitness content slowly started to do well, but I realized like just how much this whole industry was growing and just seeing myself grow with it. I realized like, Hey, this is, this can really work. Yeah. man. And like, well, what do you think about nowadays? It's like, everything is content. Mm -hmm. Everything is content. Like, and I feel like the social media platforms, it's, it's almost like free marketing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially when you have, I think like to this day, it's 2023 and people are still using their phones. Mm -hmm. And when I first saw you and I was like, Hey bro, can I, can I see that camera? And I grabbed it. I'm like, Oh, you don't fuck around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I love about people like the risk takers. Yeah. They're willing to invest yeah. into their equipment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people know if you're, if you're down as fuck with what you do, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just like with my podcast, I don't want to have a, a a phone capture the video. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to have just not high quality mics capturing our voices. Everything has to be up to date and enhanced. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to be pretty much like the production of like 2005. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you got to constantly innovate. And if you don't, people will see that you're like, ah, oh, you don't, you're not really trying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like creating that audience. And even that too, bro, when you started to film, how did you get clientele to the point where you were able to go travel to them? How did that all come to play? Well, it really just come, it really came with like picking a niche. And for me, it was two things actually. It was fitness and real estate. Mm -hmm. And the fitness was the one that really helped me travel a lot because yeah. quite frankly, there's fitness going on all over the world, right? Yeah. And they have competitions going on all over the place expos competitors are now worldwide so you have actually people coming from all around the world to the united states to compete yeah. and make a name for themselves mm -hmm. and for me for me it was more about passion at that point like i loved fitness yeah. it wasn't like oh i can make money off of fitness yeah. it's like i genuinely love fitness i had been working out for a few years at that point got into the sport started learning about the sport mm -hmm. and so for me it was like yo this is awesome like i want to document this you know, it's and so it was like more of something that I wanted to pursue for the sake of like fulfilling something that I really liked mm -hmm. versus like trying to make money. But it just kind of happened where, yeah. hey, you position yourself in the right places in front of the right people and your work is good. Then, hey, you these doors open up. Yeah. Right. And then you kind of and once it happens. Right. Once it happened for me, I realized like, yo, this is real. This is happening. And how can I continue to position myself in front of the right people in the right places to m allow more of these doors to open? Yeah. And so that's something that I've been trying to do a lot is just make sure that, you know, I'm constantly meeting new people, networking, mm -hmm. putting myself out there. Anywhere yeah. I go, that's kind of like one thing that I always do. I want to try to meet one new person mm -hmm. today, something like that. And you, what I loved about you the first time I met you, um, you pulled out your work. And I, and I respect that so much because I already saw from just what you were doing when it comes to Michelle and like obviously recording the trailer for her, the positioning and the directing, like all that mm -hmm. stuff is a lot of work and it's a skill in itself. Mm -hmm. But 
when you showed me your work, I was like, this guy knows how to network. He knows to articulate things properly. He's doing it right. Mm -hmm. He knows how to communicate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that bro is in a skill itself. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Did you always have that? Or was there a certain age, going back to the age again, where you like felt confident and you can just talk to anybody in any group? In any room, honestly, I've always been that way. I'm I, honestly, <laughs> I've that always shit, been who that cares? way. Yeah, I really have. And uh, as far as like kind of growing up, it was something that I was just always that person that was just cool with people. Like I mm. never really had any funk with anybody. Yeah. Like I was just cool with everyone. Yeah. But the older I got, uh, my dad won. He is very much like me. He's very social. He knows a guy for anything. Like you need it, he got it right. And so. For me, I kind of grew up seeing that. And my first job, which was just retail, champ sports yeah. at Valley Fair, yeah. um, I'm talking to people all day. Yeah. And so that for me really was a stepping stone of like communicating with people that I have never seen before. And I'm talking, mm-hmm. it's like volume is high. I'm yeah. seeing 100 people on a weekend fast plus. Fast pace. Fast pace. Yeah. And for me, that helped me just kind of be good at like breaking the ice, breaking the ice, making that introduction, mm-hmm. right? But it was different because once I left that job, I realized like, hmm, I need to get better at really building relationships. Mm, Not just like, hey, I just met you, shook your hand. We can exchange a few words. It's Mm. like, hey, like, let me really connect. What's after, what comes after this conversation? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? As the weeks go on, the months go on, you know, how do we build this? Yes. Because that's everything, bro. Like leaving that mark, I always like to do that with people too. The first time I met you, I I saw you do this, pull out your hand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, the fucking hat out of my face you know what i mean i was like give me a fucking hug you know what i mean i'm all about that you know what i mean bro because like i i i mean i'm all about respect you know what i mean it's like yeah like if i have to i will but at the same time i'm just like man hey if i'm gonna give a fucking hug i'm gonna give you a fucking hug you know what i mean and i love that man and that really spoke a lot about you know your your character and everything and and it it shows a lot like like i said you really came in and you brought that energy to me yeah I'm someone that more so likes to read the energy in the room. Mm. So I'll kind of wait. But as soon as yeah. I pick up, and I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. You know, as soon as I pick up, like, okay, I know Daniel's about it. Like, yeah. come, come here. <laughs> like, you know, come here, you know? And just, so it even, like, say if I came down the stairs and I was like, oh, hey, P, nice to meet you. Different. Different. Different energy. Conversation would have been different. Yes. I, that's it. And yes. so, you know, I, I admire that about you. And uh, I definitely have wanting, I have, like, wanted to be the energy in the room too but mm. not just like be able to bring it once you see it but mm. instead just always do it yeah, you know yeah and it's not that i'm acting a certain way it's more of like hey i'm just letting letting myself really out yeah there, like know? slowly because it's kind of like even for me bro like energy's everything right mm. and it's weird to be able to give out so much energy and you're not getting anything back mm. it's just very like like say if I take a girl on a date, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just showing her all this energy, like asking questions and so on and so forth. And like, but she's very dull, yeah. very kind of asleep and just kind of not there. So it's like, fuck, like this is, this is like a Debbie Downer. Like yeah. I can't, I can't flow with this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a turnoff, yeah. but, and I never personally want to be a turnoff for anybody. Like in a relationship or not friendship wise, I just want to be, oh, like regardless, I'm going to get some good ass energy from D today. Mm-hmm. Always going forward. Yeah, I have to like yeah. that's that's the mark that I want to uh, bring to people and especially when it comes to the podcast, even like off air on the podcast, you know, like what we when we first met, it was like that. And like Michelle was like, I feel like you two just bonded like so crazy. Like I was like, we, dude, like we knew each other. For yes, so long, you know? but 
we relate so much is because yeah. we're risk takers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I fuck with people. But like you know you. what? It's energy because yeah. all of the people that I've met that are very much like you and I, same thing, man. It's like we hit it off quick. It's not like, oh, I met him a few times and then we got cool. It's like, no, it's like instantly just like, boom, like, yeah, you know, I know. And man. so whenever I feel that with someone, I definitely, you know, make sure that I'm, you know, reciprocating that energy and making sure that, you know, we'll see where things take us from there. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's good to have people like that because, uh, you know, you have introverts, extroverts. Yes. Yeah. I like to think I'm a little bit of both because... Mm -hmm. I love giving out that energy, but I also love kind of just, yeah, you know, taking a second to breathe and really just soak it in, be alone. And for me, it's like, okay, pick your battles, yeah. you know, but I want to go instead of being on the side of like a little bit of both. I want to just stay more on the side of really having that energy, man. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to just be better when it comes to, um, I don't want to say giving it out to the right people, mm, that but matters, it, it does matter, it matters, man. But yeah. it's like, I'm also starting to recognize. Cause like, even like some of the people that I've really grew up with and like people that I like really, really invested in and like gave time to, I'm like, man, I, I can't, it can't be like that anymore. Cause I'm starting to see that it's different. Yeah. It's like, especially as time goes on, cause mm -hmm. you start to level up in a certain aspect while they kind of just stay right here. Mm -hmm. And it's like the energy changes. Well, on their part, where it's like, oh, like you're different. You're not that guy anymore. You're somebody else. But it's like, we're supposed to be different. Like every time you see me and I see you, I know you're going to be a different guy. You know what I mean? Constantly evolving. Exactly. Yeah. Like I like tomorrow, if I were to see you tomorrow, I'm like, oh, P's different. You know what I mean? Like you got to be fucking constantly evolving yeah. every fucking minute, every yeah. second, every day. Like that's just how it is, especially in what we do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Were you always a risk taker? Just like how you were very articulate and confident with people. Were you always a risk taker? I was. And so that's one thing that it's like a lot of these traits that I've had or have now, should I say, I've had since I was young. Yeah. And for me, it was just something that like, kind of led me to this like wanting to be different but in my own way and now that I think of it it's like I just wanted to be myself and myself kind of took me in this direction of like you know what I just I don't fit in with majority of the people right and that's led me to have a lot less friendships as I've gotten older but on top of that or should I say like because of that I've had some of the most awesome people come into my life just recently and I can see those people being long-term friends. Yeah. Right. But as far as the risk taker, I, w I would say I've always, I've always been, I've always kind of had like, I'm an adrenaline junkie, man. I love fast <laughs> sports. I love like all of that. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, like something comes, it's like, okay, let's do it. And I think that's important in business because mm -hmm. most business people that I've met, they're very much like able to make decisions very fast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, oh man, let me think about it. Or like, yeah. let me just, it's, they're very in touch or in tune with their intuition and they're, you know, they just, they make these decisions, man. Yeah. So I try to be a risk taker. Uh, of course, I try to make sure that all of my decisions are very logical and, you know, at least make sense. Right. Mm -hmm. But as far as being a risk taker, man, it's gotten me, it's gotten me where I am today. So yeah. Did yeah. you honestly, bro, like just being near you and kind of hearing, listening to you, man, like I, it seems to me that like you're the way you articulate things and the way you communicate, 
did you ever watch somebody like mentors with your father or your family or, you know, athletes? Like, did you look up to people and you just like really started to study people? Like what, like, where did this come from? Cause this is, it's rare. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's rare. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's the, the eye communication, the, like the, the tone of the voice, bro. It's a skill. And I'm telling you, like, <laughs> it's a you, skill. And you, I only you. know because I've communicated like, like yourself my entire fucking life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was always surrounded by people when I was five years old. I had to stand up straight, shake grown ass men with their hands. Be like, Oh, nice to meet you. And they're like, what the fuck? Like freaking out. Yeah. So did you ever study people have any mentors that you learn from? Like, I'm just so curious on that. Yeah. So as far as, you know, how I was raised, I think my family played a big role in setting that foundation mm -hmm. and foundations are important because they're like the building blocks of everything. So as far as, like you said, at a very young age, like making sure I'm making eye contact and mm -hmm. shaking hands yeah. that started there. But as far as kind of like picking up on people's uh, energy and the way they speak and the way they carry themselves, really just studying people. Yeah. I think that's something that, you know, just happened uh, oh, after high school, I would say. Like, I really fell in love with sociology, believe it or not, yeah. and the study of people. And I'm someone like, hey, you know what? I love people, man. I love yeah. meeting people, like I told you earlier. So this whole thing is like I try to pick and take bits and pieces of people and kind of like, you know, we're, we're a reflection of everyone around us, right? Yeah. So if you're constantly in front of, the right people and in these rooms of people that really just bring this energy bring this knowledge it becomes normal you just yeah. you reciprocate it you reciprocate it and so it started off that way it started off with really just understanding that hey like believe it or not there's a whole class dedicated to the study of people yeah. caught my interest and i was like you know what i want to study people and i didn't really read books i didn't really have role models it was more so like who's in front of the me action and yeah. how i'm like how mm -hmm. do i i like to say different people bring out different sides of you yeah. and for me i started paying attention like who brings out that side of me that i like yes. and that's just kind of what i stuck to if i like it then it's good we're go let's write like let's rock and roll i'm ready but yeah. if not i'm like even with that too bro because like i feel like you put yourself in a position where you're only taking in that high level energy mm -hmm. so it's always weird to go backwards yeah you know what i mean like say old friends or or family yeah. you know what family, i mean yeah. where like people they kind of see what you're doing they're like oh that's that's cool you're traveling around the world taking pictures of people that's cool like you see that energy you're like oh what the fuck mm -hmm. like we're family you're supposed mm -hmm. to like not supposed to support me but common sense to support one another mm -hmm. you know what i mean i feel like that like that loser shit especially in this day and age it's so weird when you see other people doing good and you get discouraged by it and you hate on them for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when I see you doing your shit, when you were showing me your work, I'm like, get pumped. This guy don't fuck around. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. when I saw your work, when I saw your equipment, it just impressive. And when you were telling Michelle doing these certain body poses, do this, do that. I'm like, He's a director, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you knew what the fuck were you were doing. Right. So it's, and it's so weird, man. Like, do you have say friends, family who kind of raise their eyebrow at you? Like Pierre, like, what are you doing? Do you ever, have you ever had that? I've had more so friends in the past. Just mm -hmm. give me this. Yeah. This feeling of like, man, you're not really supporting me. And like, we're brothers and we're, 
and we're, we grew up together or whatever it is. And I'm just like, as I begin to grow and level up, you know, in my own way, I'm just not feeling that love. And I'm not asking you to sit here and congratulate me or anything, yeah. but it's like when you come into the room, it's just not the same. Mm. And like you were saying, it's like all of a sudden there's a shift and now they're kind of just like being a little bit more quiet or being a little bit more just like, just not as cool with you. And so I did experience that a lot with friends. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why I said earlier that now I'm in a place where a lot of those people are not in my life anymore, but I'm meeting so many good people along the way. And yeah. that is what makes me excited. That makes me excited to know that it's a whole world out there, dude. Yeah, like who's, who's going to come across me next? Like how, because like I said, man, every time it happens and the people that really stick around, it just happens. Like it's mm -hmm. instant. It's not like all oh, this built up over time. It's instant. Uh, so that's what I love about this whole thing, man. Yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. For sure. And you know, it's so weird when you hear people, they say, I hate people. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I love to say I love people, man. Like I swear to you, my closest ones, they know that I say that all the time and I love people. It's great. Like, it's so wild to me because when I hear somebody say that, I'm like, man, you are truly missing out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people have so many different experiences, so many lessons that you can take from and skills that you don't even know. You're just mm -hmm. like, damn, like, mm -hmm. teach me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, show me something. Like, let's let's fucking, like, talk about some I'll shit. I'll give you, you know? an example of that, man. I mean, I, I have this Croatian friend, right? And his dad is, like, full-blood Croatian, yeah. fought in the war, everything. Oh, shit. And... I just sit down with them in their garage. Sometimes we're just hanging out, you know, watching the game. And his stories, man, are like life changing. Why? Because I'm gaining a perspective of like someone completely different, completely yeah. different ethnicity, different part of the world, different background, mm. different culture. Yeah. And I sit there and I'm like, this is awesome. And he's teaching me words and he's teaching me about the foods and he's playing the music. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I want to know more, not mm -hmm. just about this country or this country or this culture, but everything that's out there. Yeah. And so honestly, exploring all of these cultures has been something that I just like genuinely have wanted to pursue recently mm -hmm. just to learn about it. Yeah. Just to learn about it. Yeah. You know, like, I want to speak multiple languages. Yeah. Right. That would be cool. So what, what, what languages specifically? Uh, I would do, so I already speak Spanish. I okay. speak English. I want to get better at French. Oh bro. Merci beaucoup. De toi. <laughs> <laughs> I took three years of French in high school, man. And I don't remember too much, but I, can I say, dated a French girl. Je m'appelle Pierre. Comment ça va? Say, you uh, know, I can get around, yeah. you know, France if I had to, or certain parts of the world if I had to, but um right now i am trying to learn croatian okay um and a little bit of russian yeah i had a lot of russian teammates so we would talk broken english broken you know english. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how you doing brother you're yeah. doing good oh, yeah. life's good my brother family's good family's healthy yes, like you yes, gotta yes, change yes, your yeah, little yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny how that happens man Bro. because because spanish is my first language right mm -hmm. but whenever i'm in front of like uh let's say other Hispanic people with a different dialect or tone, mm -hmm. let's say Puerto Ricans, Cubans, yes. it just comes out. Weird, They're like, right? where are you from? I'm like, not from where you think I'm from. Like, I'm sorry. This just happens sometimes when I'm speaking. So it's just like, <laughs> it's so true. Like you adapt to like yeah. somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Like, and uh, going back to like the whole, like when you were talking to that, the Croatian gentleman, uh, my fumigator that works in the house before he comes, like when he comes, he knocks on my door. He doesn't have to do that. Yeah. But I've known him since I was a kid. We'll talk three hours before he fumigates the house. Wow. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like we're just sitting in the front of my house, sitting, chilling. This guy's like almost 60 years old. Yeah. Being able to sit with a grown ass man and just pick the brains off each other and me just listen and mm -hmm. examine and just like, man, I fucking love you for what you gave me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that shit. And it saddens me when people are like, I fucking hate people. I'd rather be in my room in the dark and just never interact. My only interaction is social media with the same people that are like me. Honestly, man, I'm at a point where social media for me, like, I don't like to use it as a means of meeting people. No. I, I, like, I, I don't even want, like, I love to see people on there and share these great pictures and videos mm -hmm. and all of this stuff. But for me, it's like, I don't really like, like to meet people on social media and I'd rather make that interaction in person. I'd rather yeah. be out here in person, you know, talking and just living man living yeah. because we we're, we're, i think society is just so disconnected now and so that pushes me to be like dude use social media for what you have to use it mm -hmm. and that's it yes. right try to create more than you consume right yeah. and as far as what you were saying about the older gentleman it's like it's awesome man i think when we have these conversations with these older men or older people they bring perspective mm -hmm. and i think perspective is something that i always this idea that i always go back to because Everyone has just different perspectives about everything simply mm. because we just grew up differently. You know, uh, the way we were raised, what we consumed, what we listened to, who was around us, it's all different. And so the more people that you know, the more perspectives you begin to gain. Mm. And I think that's what's helped me a lot, kind of just be this uh, almost, uh, what do they call it? When you're like assimilated into like one melt like a melting pot i'm yeah. like part of this melting pot because i mean we are in the united states and mm. there is all kinds of ethnicities here yeah. so it's been it's been a journey just learning all about these different people mm. and for me it's every single one of them man it's just like i want to know more yeah bro you uh you bring very very king-like energy <laughs> you know what i mean but this is the thing every king needs a queen yeah you know yeah and i feel like a king is himself like his full potential self when he does have that queen right, you know what i mean right. so when i see you a very well-rounded risk taker willing to do the things that you can it's very rare when i hear a true woman support her king mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. how important is that to have the right significant other by your side i think it's very important man because for me it's like clarity and clarity of like, you know, at least in today's society, it's very hard to kind of honestly, it would, like there's so many distractions out there. There's so much like stuff out there that really it, it distracts us, man. And so mm -hmm. I, I felt that for myself is like, hey, if I'm constantly thinking about this girl, or this girl or wanting to meet this girl, or wanting to go out, wasting time doing all of these things, it's taken away from what I really want to accomplish ultimately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And so for me to answer your question, it is important to have that one person that that you just genuinely love so much that you don't have to worry about any of the distractions. One, two, that person is there to support you. And three, that person is, you know, essentially your 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 better half, your second half. So they're there to give you other kinds of perspectives and, you know, just have someone that you can really just talk with on another level, because I think a significant other is always going to be different than even like some of your best friends, right? Mm. And so for me, that has been important. It has helped a lot just stay focused, dialed in and 
think and I think part of it too is my family the way I was raised I mean luckily my parents are still together I know divorce is so common nowadays mm, yeah. and because of that fact too man I'm so pushed on this idea of like I want to get married because honestly man it's oh, just man. like society's being society's <laughs> lost in so many ways that I'm like trying to go back to the roots I find myself trying to be mm-hmm. this like traditional man yeah. just because man it is a whole crazy world out I there. know man yeah. and it's weird for like I mean there was like a certain percentage right now where it's um you know the dating pool is just not even active right now yeah. the marriage the children like having kids it's so difficult for people now because everybody's just so focused on work and I don't blame them if, especially if you live in the Bay Area it's kind of like you have to hustle but you have to also remember like one of the the most beautiful things when it comes to like living is creating a family yeah you know and like having a significant other and building a family together mm-hmm. man that is mm-hmm. the goal you know what i mean yeah and to be able to do your passions also by doing that and creating that and building your family putting like growing with you that's everything man. but you know what's so interesting the way that i kind of view things now as i get older it's like i feel like this system was created to put us in these positions like they Mm -hmm. want us to not get married they want us to not get kids they want us Mm -hmm. to be hooking up all the time like why because that's just like keeping us distracted yeah they want us to be distracted why because then they can just keep doing whatever they're doing and you know controlling society as a Mm -hmm. whole right and so i think that those that are in tune with you know traditional ways of thinking uh and thinking traditional ways of living and thinking those are the people that I see, you know, being fulfilled, man, because like life is about being fulfilled, but it's like what fulfills you. Mm -hmm. Right. And let me give you some context. For example, like right now where I'm at, I'm only 22 years old. right? And I, I swear to you, I feel like I'm, I have wealth and abundance, but I'm not rich and I'm content, but I'm not complacent. Mm -hmm. Right. And so for me, it's one of these things of like, you know what? I know there's more out there, but I'm, happy with what I have right and tying everything back to the way society is operating now it's like when you see that you think to yourself okay I really need to go back to these traditional ways of thinking which it's just like a lost art now like you said man yeah and I like I growing up I always did the opposite of what others told me to do and Mm -hmm. what society has told me to do and it has paid me dividends oh yeah and going back to the whole distraction thing I remember me and some of my boys we went to downtown San Jose and uh, some girls were by the table by nears, just kind of like talk to us, so on and so forth. And right. me, I wanted to be nice. And I was like, oh, I'll buy you guys some some drinks. Yeah. And I did. And one of the girls were thrashed, right? Mm. So she comes up. She's like, oh, my God, I owe you a kiss. And then she obviously like kissed me. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of still hung out the night, so on and so forth. And then as they were leaving, the girl was like, hey, you didn't get my number. And I said, I'll get it later. Mm-hmm. And she was like kind of confused because she was leaving. But I said, I'll get it later. And my boys were like, what the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Like, you could have hit that. She was bad. And I was like, no, no, no. That's predictable. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I know exactly what that's going to be. I can take her into my house, put her in my bed, have a good time. And then what? And then what? Yeah. It's nothing. It's yeah. not It's not genuine and it's yeah. not true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've done that in the past. Therefore, it's like, I know what that feels like and I don't crave that. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have longevity mm-hmm. rather than the short-term shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like... I feel like when, especially men, when they get pulled away from the distractions, you show your lack of discipline. 
And that is everything when it comes to a man. If a man has no discipline, how could he provide for a woman? How could he take care of a child or a chi uh, his children? Like literally, how could he? Yeah. And you know, when women, they look at men, right? He's so tall. He's so good looking. He's so this, he's so that one of the core roots that a woman should look at a man is how could he deal with adversity? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. When a man is hit with some hard shit, how does he react? And society right now is pretty much telling men, no, you can be soft. Yeah. You can do this. Mm -hmm. You can be all like, no. oh, no. dude, you got me no. fucked up. No. no. And we're seeing a big shift in, in roles. So it seems like women, and there's nothing against this. I'm so happy that women are, you know, bossing up and leveling up. But mm. we're just seeing a big, big shift in, in women and men. Because of this whole, like, it's okay. Like, you can be soft. You can be comfortable. You can be, com like, you can be complacent, yeah. right? It's like, but then it's like, wait a minute, but why are the women hustling? It's like, if anything, it should just be like... Both. Both. Yeah. Like, both, both. And I think society would be different if that was the case. But it seems like they're trying to make men softer. Mm -hmm. And they're pushing all of these agendas and ideas and everything yeah. that we can get into another time if you wanted yes. to. But it's just like it's true man and so it's one of those things where where was i going with this thought <laughs> this is the first time it happened so that's good that's good. Well, yeah bro like my one of my greatest mentors um we are very similar we, right. we were in the fight game we were professional right. fighters together we were teammates and i told him i was like when society is pushing this agenda towards us as mm -hmm. real men to like mm -hmm. oh not be men yeah i'm like you can't fuck with us. Mm -hmm. You cannot fuck with us. Like the men, the real men, they're not phased by it. They yeah. laugh at it. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, like you could try. Yeah. Like good luck, but you, you'll never fuck with us. Yeah. You can't. Mm -hmm. Like when shit tries to get on me, I'm like, okay, that's cute. But good luck. Yeah. Like you won't fuck with me. Yeah. But it's weird seeing it and then people following along with it. Yeah. And just like you said, like the leveling up aspect when it comes to women, that's a fucking attractive, by the way. It is, When yeah. a woman is bossing up and yeah. doing shit with her yeah. life, I'm like, God damn, queen, I applaud yeah. that yeah. to a T. Mm -hmm. But when it's being reversed, that's scary. That Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Because if you look at history, I mean, men built just about everything, right? And so it's just very interesting that that whole culture and dynamic is shifting. But to kind of go back to what you were saying earlier, like, yeah, I think I think people should understand this concept especially women and women should kind of be the ones to in a way play a role in kind of not allowing this to happen even further and we're just talking about not not letting men be softer yeah. like they should be aspiring and chasing a man that has all of these core values that a man yeah. has and that should be the standard as opposed to settling and i think that there's i don't know i hear that uh i mean the whole dating game is just off right now like you were saying and so people are becoming i feel like more and more just like complacent with what comes as opposed to like holding a strong standard to themselves and i think that would hold men accountable yeah well and as also the easy access when it comes to pornography you know you know um who just banned that i think utah just officially banned pornhub from all of their Utah shout out to you <laughs> yeah Utah and you know what's funny I'm from Utah so oh shit hey, more power to you guys yes sir yes sir I can't wait to hometown go back. can't wait to go back so you know you guys are doing great more life that's wild bro yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I feel like um, that ruins the dating pool too because when when men look at these pixels on their phone mm-hmm. and think, oh, this is what it's supposed to look like, and yeah. then they go out and they're like, oh, this yeah. is not what it's like. It I'd never rather look at my screen. And it never looks the same. No. Yeah. It's like you're being fooled. So just, you know, go out there, go to the real world, see what's out there, and just, you know, do your thing. Again, missing out. Yeah. Missing out yeah. on life. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's so weird, bro. But anyways, I wanted to talk about when it comes to all this AI shit with you. Mm-hmm. Are you scared of it or are you going to use it to enhance your current lifestyle? I would say, I want to say this, actually. I want to say that I'm someone that doesn't really like to live in fear. And even though it can be scary to have something like AI come into our lives at this rapid pace, I think more so I want to view it as like an opportunity to systemize everything that I'm doing even more, right? And find these ways to kind of apply AI into my systems and workflow so that I can just go out and do the things that I like to do more. And whether that be, you know, my hobbies or just simply being behind the camera and filming, then the more time I can spend doing that, the better. Right. And so AI is already being implemented everywhere. I mean, since last December all the way to now, I can't even tell you how many companies have implemented AI into their system. Crazy. Right. And as a creative, Adobe is like the leading platform for creatives as far as uh, softwares. Right. You have Photoshop, you have Lightroom, Adobe, um, all the Adobe workspace. Right. And so now they're implementing AI into all of these systems. And all it's done is kind of make things easier, right? Mm -hmm. And so the way I look at it, it's like, okay, we're kind of cutting some of the time that we we maybe spent doing the back-end stuff because it really is the back-end stuff. Mm -hmm. And we can go out there and do more of the the hands-on stuff. Like really go out there and create more. So I think if anything, it's just going to allow creators to be more efficient. But it is changing in a way where it's becoming crazy, man. Like the things that you can do with like just like a prompt is insane. And so the way I see AI going for creators, man, it's just going to open a whole new world of creativity. Whereas back then, if you had this idea for a movie and you just weren't actively in front of the right people in front in front of like all of these you know, directors and actors and going to acting school or whatever it is. Maybe you're just a filmmaker and you have an idea for a movie. Now that's kind of like behind us. Now we can create whatever we want. I know someone that's working on an anime right now. Right. And it's like, dude, that's insane. I could never think of one person trying to create an anime by themselves back in the day. But now that's there. And so the way I see it is people are just going to be able to like the possibilities are just going to be endless. So we're going to see a lot of changes in the style of content, Mm -hmm. but that also brings some uh, like, you know, some question to mind because there's so much that can be done with, like I said, a prompt Mm -hmm. that it's going to be hard to identify what's real, what's not. So that part is scary to me. Well, I think uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with this, like, but the Met Gala, where celebrities kind of go take pictures. So it's right. like the red carpet shit. Yeah. They, uh, uh, an entrepreneur that I was looking at her Instagram and uh, very well known, she posted two pictures mm-hmm. and, of Selena Gomez. She said, spot the one that is AI. Both of them were AI. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess she wasn't there. Selena Gomez wasn't at the Met Gala. 
AI put her there. Wow. So that's a fucking trip in itself, bro. Yeah. So, but again, it could be like, oh, like, oh my God, this is like weird. Like what's going to happen? Like you said, the prompt and comparing it, what's real, what's not real. But if you don't keep up with this current day and age, you are going to play catch up. <laughs> and that's not a good place to be. It's not. And you know what? I feel like once technology really got introduced, I feel like it became this game of catch up. And what's funny is like, this has been ongoing, right? Mm -hmm. Systems are constantly changing. These platforms are constantly changing. Technology is advancing at such a rapid rate. But what people don't understand is if they were already like playing catch up and now all of a sudden AI is introduced, like my brother, you're going to be behind if you do not keep up with these systems. So I think that's why I wouldn't want to live in fear, but instead like, dude, how can I use these systems in myself, my business? my workflow and all the people that I really listen to like when it comes to podcasts they're they're using it to their advantage and they are thrilled about it yeah they're like I love like bro the world is built off innovation and you know what those are the people that they see something and instead of seeing like a problem or a challenge they see an opportunity then those are the people that usually you know they're problem solvers man like Instead of looking at this problem, which it is a problem, right? We can talk about so many downsides of it. Yes. They look at it and say, like, I'm going to turn this into a solution. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's like the mindset. Where are you? Where are you at? Yeah. You know, are you part of the lions? Are you part of the sheep? Yeah. Like, it's it it shows really, really fast. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. even when it comes to, to social media, yeah. where uh, I see a lot of people angry on social media, and I'm like, that's your algorithm. You chose to wake up and look at that. Therefore, that's where your mind's at. You are your algorithm. You know what I mean? It's very true. That's very true. And I think, I mean, look, if you don't know this by now, like you're playing catch up, right? Because, I mean, Netflix released a documentary called The Social Dilemma years ago. Years ago. Years ago. That basically told you like, look, this is an algorithm that we have. This is how it works. Like we're using it against you. Whatever it is that you're consuming, we're going to put more of that in front of you. When I understood that, I said, look, I'm going to stop. I I knew exactly what I needed to do. And now my algorithm changed, man. It's like, like dude, unfollow the pages that are bullshit. Don't like it. Try not to have watch time on it because they're tracking everything. I mean, yeah. how long you're on their page, how long you're on the picture, they're tracking it all. Yeah. So if you understand this concept and you can apply it, boom. Yeah. Look, it's not easy. It's small wins. Yes. And that's it man you know you can apply that into anything it's like small ones that's yeah. it and, and so whatever my content is that's what that is like i am i have no reason not to be inspired daily mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's yeah. like everywhere i go everything that i do it's like i am constantly inspired just like when i saw you the yeah. first time i'm yeah. like dude this guy fucking inspires me yeah. i'm just seeing him work seeing him doing his shit i'm like fuck man like that's no reason to hate on that mm-hmm. not one mm-hmm. ounce mm-hmm. you know what i mean that shit needs to be praised my friend mm-hmm. has to be yeah. but it's weird man when i just when people don't take full advantage of on what's going on and it's sad to see people play catch up yeah and then is. they blame say the people who are like say with you when you use it to your advantage and you're multiple steps ahead they'll be like oh this and that peer this peer that peer that it's like no 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 hey i took action you watched me take action. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And a lot of people like will DM me, right? Like, damn, you motivate me. I'm like, hey, I 
don't want to motivate you. I want you to execute. Yeah. I want to give you certain tactics and certain steps for you to execute. Mm -hmm. My page is not about all that motivational shit. Yeah. I can care fucking less. Yeah. Execute. Well, I want you to message me that, look, man, I freaking got up and I did X, Y, and Z today and I'm feeling good and I'm pumped and I'm fired up. Thank you. Yes, literally. Yeah. Messages like that, bro, like the DMs are a fucking trip. They're, yeah, they are. And, you know, I've been getting a little bit more of the DMs of like, man, I see you doing good. I see you this. I see you that. I see you that. And I hope that that in a way kind of becomes like, you know, like uh, it helps show people like the possibilities that are out there because a lot of the times, you know, we grew up with these people and they're out there seeing you do the thing. But as far as for them it's like dude all you have to do is focus on these small wins and you're gonna see how fast things change why do i say this because i left my nine to five last september and i didn't think that i was gonna grow at this rate at all i mean when i tell you that in six months i didn't think i was gonna be doing what i was doing yeah i'm mind blown till this day and because of that i have been just fired up man just fired up to get up and get after it because it's like this is life now and this is uh if this is what's happening right now like what can be accomplished in six more months and yeah. then in one year and so forth right and the possibilities are endless man like just continue to work hard you know be disciplined do the work position yourself in the right rooms in front of the right people yeah. and you're gonna see what kind of doors open up so yeah bro you are living proof of that when it comes to like you know these youtubers they always like oh i'm a 20 year old here's how i made my first million mm -hmm. you know like those guys who make those videos but and are like oh here's how i left my nine to five or like what did i do and so on and so forth what i stacked on my chips i mean you're living proof of that you know what i mean yeah. and that itself bro like we were kind of talking off air about this how you're a born risk taker mm -hmm. but that is a crazy thing when it comes to like a different level of i would say stress to many many cannot handle that many can't handle that where it's like oh my god my uh income that i'm getting paid you know twice twice a month it's like it's just permanently gone now now it's my job to get my to get money you know that's what i it, mean you know and that's it's crazy it's so funny because you could think of it two ways of like man like now i have to make my own money or of like dude I can make my own money. I know how to make my own money and I know that I can scale this so much more, maybe not at first, but over time. And I had a good friend of mine tell me one thing actually, and it kind of, it really did inspire me. You know, he said, look, man, I'd rather you make 50 K a year doing something you love, right? Then making hundred K, 150 K just like completely hating life, regretful of your job. It's, it's translating to your family, your friends, they're all feeling it. And it's really just a repercussion of like a job that you chose that you didn't like. Mm -hmm. So if that's you in that position, I would definitely advise to take those small steps to get those small wins to put yourself out of it, take yourself out of it and find that new thing. And even if you have to start or scale back, it's okay. Because like I said, you don't know what's possible until you really get out there, you know? Yeah. And you scaled it when you say like when you left September, things like scaled and you had no, like you said, you had no expectation of it to, to go so like right away, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that alone, bro, like it's beautiful to even witness on an outsider's view. Thank you. But it's sad to me when I hear grown men tell me things like, man, when I was your age, man, I was so fit too. Or, oh man, like I'm living through you right now, bro. Keep doing it. I'm like, man, like, doesn't that kind of like give you an alarm to wake the fuck up? Mm -hmm. That scares me, yeah, man. Like does. that 
But going back to society, when you follow in those generational traps, mm -hmm. do this, do that, get that, do this in this order, this fashion at this age, bro, no. I think there's so many examples right now to not follow in the traps. There's too many, yeah. but it's still happening. And I remember I tweeted this recently when a mother, a mother of five, tells all her kids, enjoy your life right now. You're going to work for the rest of your life. Wow. And I was like, wait, you're, you're giving, you're passing along to your children a generational trap. Yeah. To do what I do, mm -hmm. do what I did when I was young. Enjoy yourself. And then while you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, retire 67, then you can enjoy your life. Do not listen to advice for people who are not free. Bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it comes with that, like people who lack like financial literacy or it's being passed on by their parents. That is scary and terrifying. Like my mom is very successful. Every time I go see her, she's my best friend. She's my mother. And we talk business. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Where we could laugh. We could joke. We could talk about numbers and shit. And like that relationship, I always tell her, like, mom, we learn so much each other every time I go visit you. So much. And that is just everything, man. And people don't even have a relationship with their family. Yeah. And just like you, you said your parents were together. They kind of gave you that example of like how to be a man, how to be a lover, how to be a provider, how to be a protector. Bro, that's our core root, right? It is. It is. And I'm so happy that it was that way because honestly, it shaped me so much. And now that I, I as I'm getting older and you're thinking about starting a family, thinking about huh. kids, thinking about the future, you begin to think like, wow, like these are the same uh, roots that I want to pass on to my kids. Yeah. And maybe if there is something that you don't disagree or something that you don't agree with that maybe your parents are trying to pass down to you like just know that it's okay to go against that yeah. like if you are in a different position than your parents are first of all we're in a different time frame very. right so things are very different than they were back in the day so if you know something that you feel like your parents are still stuck on to forget about it like yeah. just move forward right yes and i think that's how we slowly begin to you know just shape our uh, roles, values, all that, and you know, install that into our offspring. So, yeah. um, if you need to, that's it. You know? Yeah. Did you ever have any family uh, support you, or kind of just like, like, ah, oh, there, there's P, there he goes again. Like, mm -hmm. did you have like that support or non-support? My family's always been so supportive. So yeah. I think that's another thing that man, like, I'm blessed to have the support that I have around me. Yeah. Because it's just nothing but love and faith. Like they know that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. And so for me, it just has been like a motivator again to just not just prove to myself that I can do it, but to show my family that I can do it. Right. Right. It's almost like they they did their job. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I want to make them proud. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like that's my core is to not disappoint my family. Mm -hmm. Like my family grew up with a lot of disappointment. Yeah. And they don't need to see another man in the family create those problems mm -hmm. so it's my job to be disciplined and to show up every single day yeah because if i fuck up the second man of the house fucks up you know what i mean yeah the first already did yeah i can't fuck up mm -hmm. i can mess up don't get me wrong yeah i could course. forget to wash my dish i could forget to clean this toilet seat so on and so forth but i can't really 
fuck up. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I live with that principle every single day. Bring unequivocal excellence every single day in everything you do. Be great and don't fuck up. Yeah. That's my everything every morning. You know? Mm -hmm. but, it's like almost part of the morning prayer, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Yeah. But you know what I've learned when it comes to like family? Because I feel like Steve Jobs always talked about that. Oh, start something of your own. You get to really see who really supports you or not. Mm -hmm. There's um, family and then there's relatives. Yeah. Family are the people who truly, truly support you. They ride with you. They, they clap for you. They talk to you. They like help you. The relatives are just the ones that kind of sit back and chip chat on all the shit that you're doing and watch you do great shit instead of them doing great shit. It's almost like kind of like um, when I hear grown men complain about their current life mm -hmm. and I'm letting them know, but you're on TV watching NFL and basketball, right? Yeah. And you're breaking down the stats of LeBron James and Curry, but you can't even break down your own stats. <laughs> it's insane, man. Like just recently, I'd say about two years ago, I found myself in this position of like, dude, I don't really, like, I'm not really keeping up with sports. Like I can't sit here and talk about sports like I used to. I'm like, what's going on, right? I stopped watching sports. But then I realized, like, dude, it's okay. Like, you know, like, honestly, like, the conversations that I was having with different people was yeah. like, this is much better. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of put me in this place, too, of like, honestly, like, I feel like I know what I want to talk about and the kind of rooms that I want to be in. Yeah. And once you go back to the other stuff, it's kind of hard. Right. It's kind of hard, you know? So it, it makes sense, man, when, you know, when all people can talk about is sports and stats and numbers, but they can't sit here and just talk about philosophy or history or life because, I mean, all of that is lost now, man. I was just learning about the Ottoman, Ottoman Empire the other day. Yeah. Apparently, it's like one of the biggest empires in the world. I'm like, dude, they didn't teach me this in high school. Like, right. He's like, my friend's telling me, like, you don't know about this? I'm like, dude, they don't teach me this in high school yeah, or school. Bro. So it's like... You got to go out there you got to do your own research you got to you know find out for yourself and i think that we, we you know what a time to be alive man everything is out there for us at hands reach like we can just go out there and just figure it out yeah. right but i think that often we are so there's so much information out there that often we find ourselves just like not knowing where to start mm -hmm. and i feel like that's a common issue nowadays it's just like where do i start yeah but the that's that's the that's the problem solver right there. Start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Start as you go. Like yeah. this podcast was never perfect ever when it first started. The audio was shit, the mic's shit, the cameras were shit. It literally started Inevitable. garbage. Yeah. yeah. But it's like you just improve it as it goes on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You start to change up the studio a little bit. Oh, let's get better mics. Let's get a better mixer. Like yeah. let's upgrade on the laptop. Like, bro, it's you have to constantly innovate as, but the best thing to do is just simply start. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why with all these young cats who are like messaging me and DMing me and like getting their projects dialed, I'm like, man, you're doing it at a much younger age mm -hmm. than I started. Mm -hmm. Start and don't stop. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest problem solver of your life is just to start. Yeah, big time. But that's the thing though. Once it's up there, that's to hold you accountable and like, oh, I can't stop. Mm -hmm. you know yeah. so that's a wake up call in itself don't get distracted by all the bullshit mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. because that shit is not going to pay your bills yeah. you know all those girls all those friends all that shit all the temporary cheap dopamine hits is not going to take care of your lifestyle remember that mm -hmm. you know yeah. but a lot of 
I would say boys, they follow into that trap. And I'm even having being worried about talk, giving my time to talk to people who prioritize girls, parties, drugs, nonsense. That's kind of what I meant to say earlier, man. Where like, I, you know, I just I, I prioritize my time a lot more wisely nowadays, and I'm very more particular about who I want to have these conversations with. Because when I'm in front of somebody that's just not really talking about anything that really interests me now, like like all they're talking about is girls or this or that next car or anything. It's just, to me, it's just like, man, we could be using our time for something else. Like, honestly, I'd rather just hear about your day or a challenge that you just went through or something, dude. Like, I don't care about this girl, that girl. Like, come on. Right. So, um, for me, that's just being more realistic. For me, that's just like, okay, like constantly putting yourself in front of these people that are on the same path as you. Right, because if they're not, then then they're just kind of stalling. They're just like a weight, like an anchor mm. to you, yeah. right? And so, and like, as an example, a nineteen-year-old uh, came up to me, and uh, we know we we know each other. And um, a couple of months ago, we were talking about how he wanted to start a business. Nice. And I started to give him like little like tidbits of like things that I've learned mm-hmm. or like lessons that I've learned from other people, and just kind of passing it along to him, right? Mm-hmm. And he was fucking driven he was on it. he was like oh dude I'm, I'm i'm gonna get on this nice months pass months pass i'm not talking about no one month this has been like over six months yeah then he comes talks to me asking nearly the same questions hmm. and i'm like the time that i talked to you what got done from then and what got done from now <laughs> yeah. so i said am i gonna give you another hour spiel and waste my breath because nothing got done from that time i talked to you from now Am I going to waste my breath? I asked him that. Am I going to waste my breath again? And he froze. I said, exactly. Yeah. Execute. Yeah. That's it. But why do you, what stops people do you think? Like what I, truly, honestly, truly I, I truly think it's distractions, man. I truly think it's distractions because I think that everyone is capable of it. I think, you know, back to this idea of like, I love people and I believe in yes. people and I have faith in them. And I think that everybody has what it takes, but there's so many distractions out there. And that's why I was saying earlier, like, hey, society is kind of built this system around all of these distractions and this way of living. And they want you to be like this because why? Because it keeps everybody separated. It oppresses everyone. Like this is, I mean, quite frankly, like their game plan to keep everyone away from each other, man. And so... Look, if you don't understand that concept, then it's going to be hard for you to make these little steps to kind of, you know, make things different in your life. But I think it's distractions, bro. Distractions. Now more than ever, right? So, what, I mean, what's, how do you get away from distractions? Because, I mean, honestly, bro, 28-year-old man, it's easy, very, very easy to go towards those distractions. But like I said, it's, oh. the, it's the discipline to be able to say, fuck you all day man <laughs> all day i mean come on it's a distraction it's like it's hard it's not easy right and it happens no one is perfect and yeah. so like you said i think it's discipline right but i like to think as discipline as like okay you know that you need to be disciplined right but instead just positioning yourself in the right ways to make sure that those things follow through yeah right and so an example of that is kind of creating something that works for you to kind of have constant reminders. Mm. Being mindful, as I like to say, 
And so if you know, like, hey, maybe you're fighting with, you know, something that's keeping you distracted, it's like first thing in the morning, like, what can you do to make sure that you're mindful of that thing so that it doesn't yeah. just come around, right? And look, what helped me a lot, man, was, you know, consuming content like the one that you're sharing now because it's just constant reminders. And so if you have to maybe listen to this podcast as opposed to listening to your favorite song just so that you can start the morning and have that mindfulness on the back of your head, that's a good start, right? There's so many things that you can do that you can implement. I'm sure you have like what morning routines. What do you like to do in the morning? It's funny. People ask me that because I wake up early, right? Right. I wake up very early. Very early. (laughs) What it seems like. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I also have a very early bedtime. I'm sure. So I'm like literally in bed by 6 p.m. Wow. Yeah. What time do you get up? Like 2, 2.30 around there. So, but that's the funny thing. People have literally asked me, what is your morning routine? I'm like, no, 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 you're asking the wrong question. What's my night routine? Mm. What sets my night up to the point where I get the great amount of sleep Mm -hmm. that sets the tone for the morning? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the right question because sleep dictates that my entire day. If I get low adequate sleep, I'm fucked. I will not be able to like be here at present Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. and you don't deserve that. My job last night, especially, oh, I'm having a podcast tomorrow morning with P. I got to make sure my sleep is way better than it was the last few days. Like, even though I'm getting seven plus hours every day, uh uh-uh, I need eight plus because I need to be aware. I I need to be present. I value that. I got to, man. I got to because it's disrespectful if I'm not giving you my 100%. Disrespectful. And this is your first time on my podcast. You do not deserve that. And as like a, a man of your status, it's disrespectful for me to give you that shit because that's nearly a spit on the face. You know, I if agree. I'm if I'm just kind of like, Sophie, uh, tell me about yourself. Yeah. You know? It's like, okay, man, <laughs> like, you know, then my energy's off and then the conversation is just not flowing. So, you know, that's that's very, I love that you said that because I think it, I think it matters, right? I, and I, honestly, I'm someone that, you know, I believe in structure and routines and all this mm-hmm. stuff, like it works, but I also am someone that I don't like to, have something that like oh if i don't do this dude like i'm not i'm not good and i'm not talking about sleep because sleep you need it like there's no way around i'm talking more of like maybe you forgot to meditate in the morning and now your day's off like come on you can't you can't be like that right so having these things in play that kind of bring mindfulness to you or peace of mind of like knowing like okay this is what i need to do today to Mm -hmm. stay on track yes that's great if you don't do it it's okay Mm -hmm. right and look man honestly I think what you said is great because what you do the the night before is what matters. Mm -hmm. If you are just like staying up late in front of screens, doing like all these things that are just not going to ensure deep sleep. A big one actually that I feel people overlook so often is caffeine. Very. Because if they have caffeine at 6 p.m. and even if they go to bed at midnight, it's only been six hours that caffeine is still in your system. Therefore, you're not getting deep adequate sleep so now even though you got seven and a half eight hours guess what you probably got like five hours of REM sleep yes right there was like that study where if you drink coffee past noon it definitely will affect your sleep yeah and so I I hear it's a 10 hour half life half life like give or take 10 hour half life I say that's safe bed I've kind of experimented myself I think that's good so if you go to bed by midnight which usually I'm in bed by midnight I cut off caffeine by like 1 2 p.m. max yeah right 
and I've also, tr I've, you know, there's also studies too now that if you prolong your caffeine intake in the morning, have you heard about that? I have not. That is beneficial. Mm. Yeah. So it's just something about uh, essentially uh, what caffeine does is it stimulates a hormone in your body that kind of gets rid of this a state of being tired mm. and it brings alertness. So yeah. it's a hormone. It literally just decreases that hormone. Mm. And now you're more, you're in a more state of alertness. Yes. And that's what caffeine does. Yeah. And essentially... Uh, it takes, or in the morning, you need to let that hormone naturally go down on its own. Mm -hmm. And that's why getting some movement, getting some sunlight, that is what kind of brings that hormone down. And if you if you prolong your caffeine intake for about an hour and a half, then you're less likely to crash later on and less mm -hmm. likely to need that second cup of coffee at 1 p.m. And I have experimented with this. It does work. But again, we don't live in a perfect world. So just make those small, it's small wins. Like if you can do it one day, great. If you can't do it the next, it's okay. Like yeah. just keep going, keep going. That's yes. it, you know? Yeah, and coffee is a natural pre-workout. When people like literally ask me like, oh, Daniel, what pre-workout do you take? I actually don't take pre-workouts. I don't like pre-workouts because they make my fucking skin all jittery and mm -hmm, shit. Mm -hmm. I was like, I just do coffee. And like people will see those pictures of me just in my gym fucking coffee. 240 in the morning. What do you morning. like to drink your coffee with though? Bro, half a scoop of protein pow powder with whey and some honey. That's it. Nice. <laughs> it's like That's simple, awesome. bro. It, simple. I don't That's put it. no bullshit creamers no, and none of that garbage. No, no. Like, I don't, bro. It's like, it's my fucking morning cocktail. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that. Straight up, man. Bro, straight up. And it's fire. <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of a kind, man. And I was, you know, I took a time where I was not doing coffee. And it just, it, like, like you said, man, it's my morning cocktail. You can go and have an energy drink and sure, you'll get the caffeine, but it's yeah, like, dude, that coffee is just like... Different, you know? right? Especially when you get like high quality coffee because like yeah. when people are like, they understand cigars, they understand yeah. their wines, they understand like their, their books or their clothes, but it's like understanding your coffee yeah. is also very important. It's you tough. also want the high quality of everything that you intake, sure. everything that you wear, For everything sure. that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Quality is everything, bro. But yeah, man, it's... It's simple. It's my, my morning routine is just get up. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Get the fuck up. Yeah. Like my, and I set my circadian rhythm to a T to the point where it's like, there is no alarm clock. I know wow. what time it is. Wow. And that's like that. I feel like you have to be in tune with yourself in bro. order to be able to do something like yeah. that. Because man, like that is powerful, bro. I freaking sit like, I'm probably have more alarms than anyone. You know, <laughs> I swear. But you know what? It's like, as soon as I'm up, I'm up and I'm yes. and I'm going, you know. Yeah. And I don't really have a morning routine either. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the times my days are just different depending on what I have going on. Yes. Some days I really need to be up a lot earlier because I need to be on set by 8, 9, 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Some days I don't have to be anywhere till 1 p.m. It varies. But I yeah. do value sleep and I do have uh, essentially this app that tells me, you know, they say it takes an average of 14, 15 minutes to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So what the time, what the app will do is it'll time your REM cycles. Yeah. I think REM cycles are, um, what is it? Two hours each, mm -hmm. one an hour and a yes. half, hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And so it'll just tell you to wake up at this exact time. And I noticed that work. That's like a small hack. Yeah. Heard it from one person who was a personal trainer. Uh, he then, you know, got into like actually owning a gym and he said dude like believe it or not one of the things that helped me was this sleep timer i'm like sleep yeah. timer he's like yeah if you measure your circadian rhythm or my bad your rem cycles yeah. they happen in increments and if you wake up at the end of your rem cycle it helps a lot yeah 
Oh, you know? So if you need to sacrifice some sleep, maybe you can't get eight hours, just try to wake up at the end of your REM cycle. And yes. Yeah. And like, yeah. I've noticed that too, when it comes to like entrepreneurship, bro, it's like, sometimes your sleep gets adjusted. Yeah. Sometimes you won't get those seven yeah. plus hours of sleep. Like that's, it's a way, bro. But I also recognize like, that's what it takes. Yeah. That's really what it takes. Like those sleepless, those late nights and those, those days where you have like, you're very sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. But do you feel though, like now where you're at right now, do you feel like, you've just kind of creating all, all you've created all these systems to where now you can really make sure that your sleep is exactly where it needs mm -hmm. to be and now you have everything so routinely based that like you know exactly boom nine six p.m mm -hmm. six p.m hits and you're going to bed my guy bro my day's just getting started at six p.m <laughs> dude it's crazy but it's it's a funny thing too because like during the week my circadian rhythm is so different and i know this is like Technically, a lot of people say there's a lot of studies that think this is like nearly a hangover. Hmm. During the week, I am very like on my shit when it comes to that sleep. Yeah. The weekends, they get adjusted. Yeah. So it's strange. If I'm this upcoming weekend, I'm going to go visit my family, right? I'll probably stay up to like 10 p.m. My body will allow to stay up to sleep in a little bit. Mm -hmm. I won't wake up at two. Mm -hmm. I'll wake up at five mm -hmm. and I'll know it's five where it's like I'll kind of open my eyes and kind of see a little light. I'm like, oh. You know what I mean? It's weird, right? But it's more than I, I'm like today. I'm going to going through my day. I'm like, oh my god, it's like five forty. I'm like, I get ready for sleep. Weird. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like every day. It's like it feels different depending on what I do. Just like you. Yeah. You know, it all just depends what the day brings me. If I know I don't really have anything to do tonight, oh. I'll go to bed. Yeah. I'm good. That's and I'll it. get ready for the following day. Yeah. But the reason why I wake up so early is peace, yeah. quiet. Because mm -hmm. I have clients that I have to communicate with throughout the day. I have obviously my workflow that I got to do. Obviously, I have to do my daily tasks. Being awake at a time where nobody's awake, peace. You know? Mm -hmm. That's where I genuinely enjoy when it's 2.30, quiet. Outside, inside, quiet. And man, I'm I'm honestly going in a place where I feel like my life has been chaotic, meaning that I'm just like everywhere all at once. And the more that happens, the more I'm like, dude, I need, I want to find this peace, mm -hmm. you know. But I'm stuck in this kind of like, I'm stuck in this mindset of, is it gonna benefit me right now where I'm at with everything, my career yeah. and everything that's going on? Should I, you know, hustle a little harder for now and then eventually find a system that works for me where I can get that peace of quiet, get all of this. And so, you know, right now all I have is like the gym. Yeah. That's just like the one time, the yeah. one hour and a half where I'm like, okay, just going to listen to music and yeah. just train and yes. just let it all out. Because the rest of the time, I mean, dude, we were talking about earlier people being so distracted on their phone, right? And they're on their phone all the time and they're just consuming nonsense but i'm on my phone all the time like working yeah and it's like oh my goodness i'm tired of looking at this little screen yeah. like i'm always on my phone i'm always on my phone i'm always on my phone like but it's for work i mean a lot of it is just communicating with people and just mm -hmm. i mean i run social media pages too yeah like that's something that i do on the back end and so it's just like you're constantly on your phone and I'm like, dude, I want to find more of that peace. Yeah. And that's why I've been valuing, you know, when I travel outside of work, I really want to go to these places that kind of bring that peace. And 
Maybe I go out there. I just went to Hawaii recently, yeah. and I try not to be on my phone at all. But I did have my camera, and I captured amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. I was out there. I was present. I captured it, but yes. I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't yeah. posting stories. Like, maybe yes. I would post it at the end of the night <laughs> if I had something I really wanted to share. But in that moment, I was just, like, soaking it all in and yes. finding that peace and quiet. So I value that you have, like, a designated time mm. to really just have that peace. You but know? don't get me wrong. When everybody wakes up, hey, just like yourself, oh, yeah. chaotic, chaotic, man. That's like it's that, that's why it's so funny because as soon as they're up, man, it's like okay, here it comes. Here Here's it comes. time to work, baby. It's so interesting. Like I just got <laughs> back from uh, Florida, and it's like so funny because I mean, people knew I was out, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, they're seeing my stories, whatever. No one was bothering me. I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. Like I'm yeah. out here just, you know, I'm working, but I'm having fun and this is great. No one's really bothered. It's like, as soon as I got back that Monday, just like, mm -hmm. just like all of these things that you need yeah. to do. And so, yeah, yeah, man. And so for me, something that I really had to value a lot too, is making sure that my systems and processes are very much like to the T man, because yeah. if that's not in place, then I can't, I hate playing the game of catch up, right? Especially yeah. with work. Like I hate playing the game of, game of catch up. And so for me, it's just been something that like it needs to be on point. And mm -hmm. when that's good, everything else becomes like, okay, a little bit more easier to handle. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, it makes the workflow better, man. Yeah. Like it really does. Yeah. Like I've, I've always, I've heard from somebody, I forgot who said this, but if they, they said, if you don't have a system, you have a job, Yeah, you know, and it's a job you will not like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're constantly mm -hmm. like things aren't, set in place and things aren't organized and structured yeah it'll burn to the ground because i work seven days a week sometimes Damn, right it takes, bro. and and i'm okay with it because look all of these systems like okay yeah i work seven days a week but it's not like it's like one hour here one hour there two hours here maybe i dedicate four strong yes. hours and i knock out what i need to do and, yes. and that's just the way it is right and so for me it's all about finding what works for me and really experimenting right when i first started i was like what am i gonna do with all this time yeah right i'm like okay i left my nine to five now i'm kind of like a freelancer and i'm just doing all this work now by myself like i said man out of nowhere things just took us like things took a turn yeah. and i was left with like okay i had this little morning routine that i created it's <laughs> gone man like i need to keep going i need to keep going so Adaptation, man. We were talking about that earlier. And I think as humans, we are constantly evolving, adapting. Yeah. And if you're not, man, then you need to really reconsider your life choices, decisions, and everything, yeah. man. And when you walk around your day-to-day, -day, like, man, I'm a fucking problem solver. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not, not even for your life, but helping other people. Yeah, and that's how entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs, man. They they find problems and they solve them. Yeah, bro. Like honestly, I have given so much uh of my free time. Yeah. Nothing out of like, oh, cuz I want this back yeah. or or you owe me this. Yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. Like most of, most of these people who have their podcast up right now uh was I made the process much easier. I helped them get things dialed to the point yeah. where they didn't have to go through the show that I need to get. So I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, get this equipment, do this, get this, do that, get this software, start this editing thing, all this other stuff. And then the AI came, so it kind of helps with everything else. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it makes everything much easier. So now things are obviously, you know, you got to pay for all these softwares that you need to use, yeah. but they give you back your time. And now you can spend more time talking to more people, man. And and having and enjoying your life yeah. you know what i mean that's you got because 
Come on, like, <laughs> and it's like the little things, man. I mean, for me right now, like, you know, now that I'm getting so much busier, it's like, okay, spending time with my brother, mm-hmm. just hanging out with him. Maybe we go, you know, we go here, we go get some food, we go to the gym, like spending more time with my family. That's what it's like right now. And I know as I get busier, that's going to, you know, be taken away from me even more. Yeah. And that's just life, man. And you got to be able to just with it yeah like my my family they live uh like 50 minutes from me okay and um i like to go there every weekend okay you know i see my niece go see my sister my brothers my mom just like man i gotta i i it's like a a reset oh you know i mean it's just like man like i get to it it rejuvenates me for the upcoming week you know and i'm so fucking grateful and then like even like when i i remember one day bro uh i was leaving Mm. and my niece she's six years old she always knows when i'm about to leave and then she was like bouncing on the bed and then she was like, you always leave. And they started to cry. And I was like, oh, man. Fuck. Damn. And I said, but I always come back, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll be back, mama. Don't worry. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. And I remember, bro, like crying. Wow. My, I like going yeah, back home. Yeah, that's tough. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't, I don't want to be that father. I don't want to be that brother, that son who is not present with his loved ones. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be that guy because that's a guy, me personally, I don't respect. Yeah. And I can't be that guy walking day to day. Don't get me wrong. I do not communicate with my family on the daily. But when I am with them, they get my full being. And it would be disrespectful if I didn't. So I am. And that's why I love, like, the older I get, the more I'm appreciative of their time. That's why I talk so highly of my family because I'm like, man, when I was younger, I didn't appreciate it as much. Yeah. I didn't appreciate those dinner times, those laughs, those those interactions. And, like, as you get older, you almost become even, like, emotional about it. Yeah. You know? It's so strange. Like, every time I'm with my niece, it's, like, almost like I'm looking at her as if she's my daughter, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And the way I'm communicating with her is, like, how I would want to talk to my daughter. How, like, even with my sister, like, my family, my siblings were best friends. Like, they are my siblings, but we are best friends. Like, we rely on one another. Like, we were there for each other. We fucking will kill for each other. You know what I mean? Like, That's how it should be. As it yeah. should be. And when I hear people say, like, oh, I, f- I can't wait to get away from my family. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like I said, it boils down to the core of everything. Like, if they just grew up a certain way with, like, their family not being connected, I get it, man. It's yeah. hard. And, you know, you got to find a way to kind of break that oppression and break that, you know, uh, like you said, you know, family generational trauma, yeah. right? Because it's going to keep happening, man. And it's like, you know, an interesting thing. It's like, um, I, I realized, like, a lot of my friends who have trouble finding relationships they want to be in relationships but they're having trouble yeah. guess what man their, their parents are divorced right and it's yeah. it's kind of hard and i and i'm like dude it's 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 you know and my cousin was talking about that he's one of the he's one of those people and he was like dude i need to break that and i was like dude i love the fact that you're just understanding this and just really gonna make it a mission an accomplishment throughout yeah. your life to just break that break that generational trauma you know but as far as you know going back to what you were saying man family is everything and uh you know i I value and i cherish it more and more and i can't wait to just you know it makes me happy actually knowing that i have a big influence over them right like you said you're talking to these you know your niece like she's your daughter almost 
and later on in life like she's gonna pick up so many traits from you even mm. though we might not think about it on a day-to-day yeah. basis like oh i learned this from thee and all of these things it's just gonna kind of boil down like that yeah when i think of my brother i'm like dude i want you to be a better me like mm. i want you to be the you know a better me like simply yeah. just like like i'm okay with you leaving me in the dust man yeah because he's facts. he's 13 right now man and he's brilliant yeah. i mean everybody that comes around him they're like dude he's like a freaking young version of you i'm like i would hope so right yeah. i would hope so and look my dad works a lot and so it's kind of hard for him to kind of have like a not that the fact that he doesn't have a father figure like my dad's there yeah my dad's present he just works a lot so it's yes. hard he's tired yes. this that so he comes to me for a lot of like these ideas and all of yeah. this and so he's learned so much from me yes and i just feel so at peace knowing that man this kid is gonna like i'm not worried yeah. i'm not worried yes. at all man like just keep going you know and when they're at that and when they're at that place because it takes time yes you know they're growing and you're seeing how they're playing out and it's like okay but then it hits a point where you're like dude i don't even have to worry anymore yeah. that to me is like boom and it's awesome knowing that i have that impact and it makes sense it's family you're close to them it happens kind of naturally yeah but when you can have that impact on other people simply by just having conversations and even just the energy that you bring like you know again the first time i met you man you set the tone and it's yeah. like boom like now i know what kind of energy i need to bring every time d's around <laughs> because dude like that's just it you know i'm gonna match it we're gonna have a good time and that's it and yeah. having that influence uh over people and maybe even lighting up that day being that light that shines dude i want to be that yeah man. i want to be that and it's that like shows the truest of your character man when you're passing it on to your family yeah. you know what i mean when people keep shit to themselves man, you're doing yourself a disservice you're oh, doing right. the people around oh, a disservice right. literally and i feel like and i've noticed this too uh the youngest in the family is always the most successful because they get to learn from all their older siblings yeah, yeah. it <laughs> always happens this way you know and so look just own it you know if you're the oldest sibling like dude just do whatever you can to make that happen and, exactly. and just be, like, be, be happy that it happened you know so yeah i'm excited man and uh i mean honestly i'd like the older i get and the more i kind of accomplish things i really just think like sky's the limit yeah. and you know whatever god has in store for me like i'm gonna go all in and pursue right. it you know yeah so. bro like it's like it's so funny because like the whole living in fear thing and I think fighting taught me that when I was a pro fighter, mm. um, I was, uh, I love the lights. I love to be in that cage and like the lights are on me, the cameras on me yeah. and my people are around me watching me. I was like, man, I'm just, I'm ready to dance on your fucking face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there was also like that state of, uh, fear when it comes to like, man, what's going to happen? Like, can this guy KO me? Mm -hmm. Can this guy put me to sleep? Yeah. Can this guy kill me? Cause it could happen. Cause it could happen. Yeah. You literally sign a piece of paper, bro. Like a liability yeah form. i mean you have to bro you're freaking taking punches blows to the face like i'm sure if they make you sign a liability to eat a hot chicken sandwich man then they're gonna freaking make you sign a liability for fighting yeah. right so so i've learned even like when it comes to like um the alertness when it comes to like say stress i think people should use that to their advantage you know where stress can keep you alert it could keep you on your toes but the overly stress when you can't control it that's the problem so I've used alertness and fighting to be aware and to be multiple steps of my opponent. And all of the fighters that I know, man, they're at peace. Mm -hmm. They fucking, they move and they flow like water. Yeah. And they're just like, and they're just some of the coolest, chillest people that I've ever met. But it's because they understand this. Yeah. They, 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 they were in it so long that now they understand that 
can't live in fear. If your opponent is in front of you and he and he sees the fear in you, he's gonna he's got you, man. Mm. And then it just becomes a mind game. Look, I think a lot of the times we're constantly playing a mind game with everything, yeah. right? And one thing that I wanted to bring up was emotion mm. and how managing emotions plays a role in everything, right? So yeah. what do you think? Like how do you manage some of your emotions or how do you make sure that you're in control all the time? Yeah, that's the crazy thing, bro, because like I always look I always love to like um not compare, but I look around and like kind of see what I have. I'm like, what the fuck do I have to complain about? Like really, what do I have to complain about? Like I have clothes on my back, I have food in my belly, mm -hmm. I have a bed that I can sleep in. Uh I am able to make money with my bare fucking hands. Mm -hmm. I am constantly creating. I am constantly risk taking. I'm constantly pursuing everything that I want to do on a day-to-day -day basis. Therefore, I have no reason not to be at peace because I am doing everything that I want to do daily. Yeah. Like throughout the week, everything is structured the way I want it to. The weekend is planned to where I go give my family a genuine time. Everything is structured to a T. Mm -hmm. What about in the past though? Because the way I'm perceiving this mm. is, the way I'm perceiving yeah. this is look, uh, you know, the message that I'm trying to convey here is like we are a reflection of our reactions, right? Yes. And so when it comes to emotion, it's like how do you make sure that you're uh, not being reactive and instead you're being more, um, at you know, you're being more logical or you're being more at peace with your emotions and mm. kind of like owning it, right? And, and yeah. not letting it or people get a reaction out of you because I feel like that's when things just like we're not thinking the same anymore right mm. we're thinking with more emotion than more logic and i think as men we tend to think with more logic so yeah. if we're not in control of those emotions mm. crumble yeah yeah i would say um uh going back to the days when i was much younger uh definitely insecure mm. when say if i had a significant other yeah uh for example i wouldn't let her let her have any guy friends yeah and that's nothing of her doing that is my insecurity yeah. So that's like me not f knowing myself, understanding myself and mm -hmm. not knowing what I bring to the table. Mm. Um, and also having a, like, I think everybody has an ego, but I think that you need to learn how to harness that ego. Yeah. And fighting taught me how to harness that ego mm. because you can walk around like you're the baddest motherfucker ever. And don't get me wrong. I walk like I'm a dangerous motherfucker, but I am also very aware that there are a lot of dangerous people out there. I have a friend. He said, "Man, when I'm in the gym, I want to be the, I want to be the most dangerous man in the room." Yeah. I'm like, why? He said, "Dude, I'm here to freaking like it's me versus myself, and I don't, you know, it's it's like I don't really view anyone else as a threat, but they should view me as like not a threat, but the most dangerous man in the room." And what I perceived is like, dude, you gotta freaking own it. Yeah. You gotta just, you know, you gotta be and have that ego and know how to harness it in the right places and it's true because whenever I do that let's say in the gym yeah like, dude, some of the best workouts that I can do you walk out you're at peace you're good you're, <laughs> right. not, you're not harming anybody but in the gym I mean my girlfriend looks at me sometimes when I'm like getting ready for a set and I'm just like I'm like babe mm. I was fighting demons yes bro <laughs> literally like I sometimes even when I'm training in my garage there's no earphones yeah. I'm like it's me and my inner bitch and my demons yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah. just literally me talking to myself yeah. that's all it is but yeah. bro like fighting will teach you so much confidence because men what do they what do what do we like to do when we're growing up we like to wrestle with our cousins we like to mm -hmm. wrestle with our brothers we mm -hmm. want to show we're the alpha mm -hmm. 
fighting will give you a different kind of confidence and like you walk different and you talk different and you act different. But it also teaches you that biggest lesson that you are not the baddest motherfucker out there. Mm. You could get fucking manhandled by another individual very, very quickly. So everywhere I go, I'm like, oh, she can kill me. You can kill me. Interesting. That's the thing. But but I am also very aware that I'm still very, very hard to kill. So I love that because it's like, a, it's like, wow, it's like, okay, you're rolling around being mindful of the fact that this person can kill me. Absolutely. But I'm hard to kill. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Because like you can't like going back to your friend. I understand what he's, where he's going. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Men need to have that confidence. Yeah. They need to have like that ego. Be able to channel it. Yes, but you got to like say, I would say Jordan and Kobe, they use their ego to their full advantage. I like to use my ego when I'm fighting. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know when fighters have a weigh-in, right? They yeah. get a chance to really stare at each other's soul. Mm-hmm. One, My second professional fight, me and this guy talk shit leading up to the fight and we finally get to see each other face to face. He showed me that he was there. And I was like, oh, man, this pumps me up even more. Like, let's go, motherfucker. Like, let me look to your soul. Like, come here. Come look at me. Come here. Mm -hmm. Face to face. Forehead Mm -hmm. to forehead. Let's go. Mm -hmm. I love that shit. The day of the fight, eyes weren't the same. Mm. He went from like this to like this. And then I looked at my coach. while My coach was in back of me while they were announcing our names. And I said, hey, coach, look at his eyes. He's not there. He's not there. And then I looked at him. I'm like. Like nodding at him, like I know you're not there, and that's what I was saying. It's a mind game, dude. <laughs> yes. It's like now you won that battle, you know, and that's why even sometimes like look, staring at people is not, you know, it's not the right thing to do in public. Or yeah, it could be come off a little offensive. But let's say, uh, let's say, you know, we're giving some young men some tips, right? It's like, look, if a girl is making or you make eye contact with a girl, right? Yeah. Don't break eye contact. Don't be the guy that goes, or like this, like just kind of like looking at her breast and up yeah, and down. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's like, dude, dude, like look at her in her eyes yeah. and smile. Mm-hmm. Something. Don't be weird, right? Yes. And so look, it's a, it's a, it's a mental game, you know. Yeah. And I, I noticed that uh, in business it comes across very often because you're constantly negotiating with people yeah. in front of you, and it's just gonna come down to like, okay, do we agree to these terms? Yes. Can we do business together? Yeah. Yes or no? Yes. Right. And so all of these things just kind of play into effect man yeah. it's like the eye contact the energy how you carry yourself how you articulate yourself mm-hmm. all of it comes into play all at once in those moments mm-hmm. and dude i get a rush out of it yeah, after bro. i'm like I, I did that you know yes. I like you know door closes maybe and i'm like pow let's go yeah. Yeah, bro like and like fighting it teaches you how to dissect an individual i would say because you're not just looking at their eyes mm-hmm. and their soul, but mm-hmm. you're watching their every movement. Yeah. Why are their hips going to the left? Mm-hmm. Why are they telegraphing this? What are they doing with this? Why are they moving their head to the side? You're watching everything. And not only in the fight, training. You're putting a puzzle together almost. Exactly. Yeah. So, And that's the thing. So it's like every time in the first round, I always like to study my opponent. Kind of like, okay, what is he doing? How fast is he? How does he, how does he react when I throw this? How is he doing this? I was like, oh, okay. I got you figured out now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then therefore... When you're picking them apart like a surgeon, then the round ends and they go back to their corner. They literally look at their coaches like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with this guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's hard to hit. Yeah. He's too fast. He's too this. He's too that. I'm like, he's just picking up on everything. Yeah. Confuse them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. give them something they've never seen before and they get flustered. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but don't get me wrong. I've also got my ass whooped badly. You know why? Ego wasn't in check. 
shit wasn't checked mm -hmm. and I paid the price for it. My fucking record. You know what I mean? Like mm. I remember when I won my first pro debut and then I fought at the SAP center first round KO. Guess what? That high took full advantage of me and it, it hindered. I would say it hindered my character at the time. Yeah, I'm sure it probably just put you in a position where, you know, you, you went to the other side of like, man, nobody could kill me. Exactly. Right. But it's like, no, you need to understand that. Yes, they can. And you need to be on edge. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I feel like as a fighter, you're constantly like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Like you need to be on edge. Like you need to like be prepared for whatever's coming. Alert. And alert. Right. Alert. And so if you're not there because you, you just got a knockout. Yeah. Right. In your last fight. And all of a sudden it's like someone else comes in and then your ego is not in check. And boom. Yes. It happens. You know? And even with the whole like controlling of the emotions. Uh, as an example, like I had a, I had a party here like a few months ago, mm -hmm. it was like last year. And then, uh, one of my uncles gets very drunk and he gets very, um, agitated. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like, I don't know. I trigger him all the time and he likes to get drunk and kind of say shit to my face. <laughs> a lot of my family and cousins were around and he's getting in my face. Right. And I put my hands behind my back to kind of just welcome it. Like, okay, like, I will let you do whatever you want to do, mm -hmm. but you can't get to me. Mm -hmm. Like, you can say all the mean things to me, so on and so forth, mm -hmm. but I beat you already yeah. because I'm able to trigger you by not saying a damn word. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, you're my bitch. I own you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and on that basis of, like, controlling emotion, it's very interesting because people will often try to get reactions from you. Mm -hmm. And the moment that they get that reaction... I lost. They won. I lost. You lost. Yes. And the other way around too it's like if they're doing and trying so hard to get this reaction out of you but you're like dude it's not gonna happen yeah. you still won like yeah. you know oh my bad you won and yeah. it's just one of those things where look man you need to learn how to control your emotions because i mean an example of this is day traders right i don't i don't day trade but i've heard of so many day traders like they need to be sometimes just you know step outside of their emotion because they're making these decisions with emotion and not logic right and when you're doing that you're just not in the right state of mind to kind of maybe do what should have been done mm -hmm. right and controlling that just it matters so much because again once you're in a place where people can't get a reaction out of you like dude you are moving differently and people will feel that everywhere you go any room you walk into like people will notice that right yeah and ultimately, it's just going to benefit you as a whole. Yeah. And right. in every aspect, like harnessing your emotions, you yeah. will win. Yeah. It, like within your friendships, your relationships, mm -hmm. your family, mm -hmm. your business, yeah. everything. Yeah. And especially when it comes to your relationships, because you never want to argue off a reaction. Yeah. Like say if like she's mad or something, yeah. you don't ever want. Like if she says something rude, like, babe, what's going on? Yeah. Like, talk to me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to argue back i don't want to yell back talk to me mm -hmm. like let's talk let's not yell it's different yeah changes the whole yeah and it's so funny it's so funny and i'm going to use my mom as an example why because she <laughs> look she loves to yell you know? <laughs> clearly she loves yes. to yell right and so you know it, it, you know it, we hit a point where i was like like mom are you talking or are you yelling she's like no i'm talking i'm like it sounds like you're yelling she's like oh that's yes. how i talk i'm like okay. <laughs> Right. And so it's like, that's just like, you know, some people just come off that way. Right. And so it's funny, though, because there was times where, you know, let's say, you know, things were heated up with my sister and my mom and, you know, they were arguing. I'm like, look, can we just talk about this? Yeah. Can we put the voices down and really just come to like, can we hear each other out? 
I don't want to talk. I want you to talk. I want you to talk. And that's it. And then yeah. it's like, dude, once you kind of come down from, from that state of being, you know, reactive, then, then you can begin to think again. Yeah. Right? And that's why I always tell people, it's like, look, if something just happened to you, you know, maybe not even on a large scale, but something just happened to you that really triggered you in one way or another, like, and let's say there is something that you need to accomplish or do shortly after like yeah. give yourself that time to really put those emotions aside before you go on and move forward with yeah. the next thing right? yeah because often and look it's scary because often a lot of the times we're making decisions all the time and we're making these decisions with emotion yeah. and it's and it's hard because they say i mean it takes they say it takes like one negative thing that happens to you can take even up to like a whole day for it to really like go by yeah. right and so imagine you're not doing anything to get rid of that state of feeling or that emotion, then it's just like hindering you and it's hindering you and it's carrying on. Yeah. And so it's just not ideal for, for anything. And so I, that's why I think one of the things that's helped me the most is like managing my emotions, not being reactive, being more present, all of these things kind mm -hmm. of come together. And then, like I said, you walk into any room, people are going to feel it. Yeah. And like going back to like in the very beginning of our conversation, when it comes to like the mentors and studying people yeah. and like all the whole book things, yeah. I always learned just like how I'm fighting. You have to study people. You have to study your opponents. Right. And it, same thing when it comes to like grown ass men who don't have their emotions in check. Yeah. That's a lesson for me to be like, oh, you're exactly what I don't want to be like. Mm -mm. Check. Done. And I do. If I do the complete opposite of you, for some reason, you're triggered by it. Therefore, yeah. hey, and yes, I'm much younger than them, and that makes them even madder. Oh, yeah. Because they're like, How, why the fuck aren't you getting mad? You're this little boy compared to me. You should be looking at me like I'm a fucking king. I'm like, no, dude, you're a big man, but really, you're just a little boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, bro, I got you. Like, you yeah. lost. Yeah. Yeah. And when moments like that happen, I get to like look back and be like, all right. I was tested, mm -hmm. you know, when people have every right to kind of say a negative thing about me, but I don't react tested. Yeah. So you can, people say like, Oh, I'm patient. Have you been tested though? Yeah. People say, I don't get mad easy. Have you been tested though? You know what I mean? Because I'm somebody that look, I'm working on it, but I'm not the most patient person ever, but yeah, yeah. Me, me. <laughs> I keep my emotions outside of it as much as I can. Yes. Yeah. Because it just doesn't help me. It doesn't benefit me in any way. And I'll give you some examples, man. Like I was at the store the other day. It's like late at night. There's one register open. There's like 10 people there. I'm like next in line. And then the lady in front of me is just like giving the cashier a hard time. And they're like arguing. And then like, there's just like huge line back there. And I was like so hungry. I had just got out of the gym. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm like feeling so impatient right now. Yeah. But then instead I was like, you know what? okay i'm just gonna harness it like it's okay you know what like just so i just stood there and i watched at the lady and i was like you know what like i'm okay i'm not yeah. in their position arguing like that lady that was just you know giving the cashier a hard time it's like okay obviously she's like something's going on she's unhappy things yeah. are not going well and she's just like she's just honestly like overwhelmed and yeah. i felt that and i thought to myself look i'm not overwhelmed right now so yeah it's okay to not be, you know, it's okay to stand in line for 10 more minutes, five more minutes. Like it's okay. Yeah. You know? And so I know you said something too about really looking at the circumstances around you and where you are and how that helps you kind of be leveled. Mm -hmm. Say the same thing for me, man. Once you're in situations where you're like, 
maybe starting to lose patience patience or you're starting to become more emotional really just sit down and think like okay things could be worse man yeah and that's why like going back to the whole there's nothing really to complain about because there are certain things like lessons that you learn from people and you get to help, like put that into mm-hmm. your life as a it's just a tool yeah so it's like every interaction that i've had like you gave me so much out of this conversation that i get to take on to my day-to-day life yeah. and i appreciate you so much for that Thank but you. that's with everybody you know what i mean yeah. everybody gives you something negative or positive yeah. and you need to take that like even if like there's just as much as i have positive i do get a lot of negative but it's silent yeah you know yeah. it's more like people from the outside and they're just kind of like mm-hmm. kind of whispering mm-hmm. stuff and mm-hmm. so on and so forth that's why i go back to the whole family and relatives thing um but yeah man it took time to be able to harness your emotions and that's the thing if i don't everything crumbles yeah. podcast crumbles yeah. business crumbles everything. clients crumble everything. my relationship with er- like everybody my friends and my family crumbles yeah. if i and there was a recent interaction that i've had and i was like mm, this person's getting mad i'm gonna give them a different kind of energy and calm them down yeah because i could have been like you know motherfucker do you know who you're talking to mm-hmm. do you know who you're talking to but i also have that weird balance too with uh i'm a nice guy really people like to take advantage of that mm-hmm. and they they almost forget like what i was like it's weird to be put in a position where you are portrayed as this nice guy and you treat people with love you give people that right energy but when you get taken advantage of that it's like you get reminded like wait i need to remind you you can't fuck with me yeah they don't know what's on the other side of that that's my point but even like i don't even have to do it with my my physicality i don't even have to put hands on them i'm just like i just give them that look i'm like be very very mindful on how you say something to me. You could say it once. I'll allow it once. Mm-hmm. You'll never do it twice. Mm-hmm. So be mindful. I always say that to people. Be very, very mindful. Because you must have forgot. You must have forgot. But I can put you in your place quick. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one. Like I threw a party here one time. And somebody challenged me. Because he had his friends all around him. And I looked at him like. Dude. I will humble you in front of all your people and I will make you look like a boy in front of all your people. Yeah. Be very, very mindful. And just by seeing, telling him that and giving him that look changes his whole, his whole pursuit. But that's the balance. What I'm having with right now is reacting that way, mm-hmm. not reacting by action. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I never want to put hands on people because yeah. that's stupid. Yeah. I'm not gonna fight for free. Mm-hmm. I fought for money before. Why would I do it for free? Yeah, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and that's why I think fighters are are one of the you know staple people to kind of have this sort of mentality. And look, what's interesting is that for people, everything comes from the beginning, right? Everything comes from how we're raised, how we're nurtured. And so, you know, someone like me and the, the fact that I understand how fighters think and operate, I would definitely want you know something like my kids to go into fighting, man. Yeah. Like just go and experience it at a very early age, so that. You can grow up having this understanding of life and viewing things differently because look you know you can hurt somebody you know you can freaking like sure you gotta make like i love the fact that you were saying like look i still gotta think that anybody can kill me but i'm hard to kill yeah and just rolling with that and growing up with that i feel like it just puts you 
in a different category, man. Yeah. I know, you know, and that's why I've always said, man, some of the, all of these fighters, they're like, they're always at peace. Yeah, bro, because it's like we, you, it's it's so weird because at the end of every fight that I've had, I've always told my opponent, I love you. Yeah. Appreciate you, my yeah. man. I love you, man. man. Hey, nothing but success. But yeah. it's weird because I told one of my, one of my old opponents, I was like, bro, we know each other more than our moms know each other mm-hmm. because we literally tested our grit, our will, wow. our being. Yeah. You know what I mean? We saw a piece of each other that our own family's never seen. Yeah. Different. Different. And therefore, yeah. all you got is love after the fight because mm-hmm. you have so much animosity. You have so much tension that you literally want to kill this motherfucker. Yeah. And then after, it's all love. Yeah. The weirdest, most beautiful sport in the world. It's crazy. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah man and that's just you know it's just what comes with it and i think that it's grown so much and i'm happy that it's grown so much and now really it's uh it's something that like i i view it a lot differently it's a lot more than just fighting like i said and it's something that you know these uh personality traits that people develop from becoming fighters like it's insane so uh i'm happy that the sport is growing and i'm happy that uh you know i'm meeting a lot of people a lot of people that are either getting into it or were into it at one point and honestly it's pushing me to to do it too man bro hey i honestly as in and anybody male or female you should understand combat learn combat it's essential bro like you feel like i said you walk different you move Uh different it's like you approach life differently Mm -hmm. and it's like it gives you that weird confidence you're like oh i can actually hurt somebody like i can defend myself if need be like if people like come at me with like something i'm like Oh, this is the fun part. Mm. Like, dude, like yeah, you don't like, know, bro. Are you like, sure you want to use weapons? Yeah, like, I can uh, turn that on you real quick. That's one of the reasons why I don't have outside altercations too, where I treat everybody with respect. Mm. I don't know what the fuck they're carrying. Yeah, because people don't fight anymore; they just shoot yeah, each other. Stupid. So therefore, I'm just like, hey, bro, like, hey, much love. Hey, how's the family? Everybody's good. All right, man. Respect. Blah, blah, blah. All love. I don't need to do all that bullshit. Like, especially at bars bars you get to really yeah. see who doesn't have their ego checked yeah. you know when men drink and they want to want to be the big alpha guy i'm like dude stop 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 you yeah. failed <laughs> come on man yeah i got a reaction out of you i won already and now you want to take this further like oh, exactly yeah. my brother we are approaching two hours <laughs> i know bro it's crazy time flies man i freaking i love it brother i love it man that's good hey <laughs> i do have to be somewhere at 1 p.m so i'm definitely gonna have to rush out of here okay for sure my man well hey my very very last question to you my man mm-hmm. out of all the years that you've been alive what's the mm-hmm. greatest lesson you've ever learned look man the greatest lesson that i've ever learned honestly is the fact that as humans we're constantly evolving and we're constantly growing and it all comes down to uh where we position ourselves what we consume uh all the way down from food to media to music and it's and it's something that people can really do it just takes time and it's like the small wins like i said and you need to be uh you need to understand that you need to be essentially content with where you're at in the in the time for the time being but understand that you don't want to be complacent and that anything is possible once you really put your mind to it so the lesson for me is anything is possible man get after it you know and this lesson just came from me growing up doing what i've been doing and just really seeing out there like the kind of possibilities that are out there and we see it all the time we see it on on social media we see it on the news like people are doing things that you might not even think of like wow this is insane but hey that's what comes with taking those small steps those small wins and really just hey i like to say dream so big that people find it scary yeah that's it man 
That is you know. beautiful, my brother. Thank you for having me on the podcast, bro. It's been a blessing. This is not the last time. Oh, hell definitely no. Hey, if you can come next week, come. <laughs> so we'll definitely get it going uh, real soon as well. So this is uh, this has been a blessing. Hey, brother. Like, I honestly, I said it before. Like, I, I appreciate the value that you gave me for this time, man. And I value it so much. Like, you gave me that, like I said, that king shit energy. And that's why whatever the fuck you do, you're going to be so goddamn successful. And that's the thing too. When I see it, I'm like, that's supposed to happen. Yeah. That's supposed to happen. Yeah. I'm just going to be like this from afar. I'm like, hey, bro, shout Let's out go. to fucking you. But yeah. bro, thank you thank so much you. for coming on. I can't wait to link up. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to get to get some fucking steaks together man, and yeah. do another fucking pot. Definitely. All right, my man. Definitely. My man. Thank you for that's coming it. on. Consider it done, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, that's we're out of here. Goodbye. Uh. Thank you.